Welcome back. I'm Kim Daly. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to talk a little bit about change and how we adapt to change. And this is about personal issues and, and it leads on to communication. And it's brought about by my trip into the recording studio this morning. Uh, as most of you know, I come from a regional area in New South Wales, so I came down to the big smoke today to do the recording. And I became a bit of a country tourist before we got to our recording studio, taking photos as I was walking along the street. Because Sydney really is, on, on the right day, it's a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's spectacular, and it's all sorts of things. And I had the time this morning to be able to appreciate that, and so I did the photograph thing as I walked along. But prior to that point of the morning, let me take you back 24 hours to yesterday and I'm preparing for coming into the city today and thinking about what to wear. We have just been through and are continuing in a period of extremely hot weather, even for New South Wales it's it's hot. Most days last week were over 40 degrees and nothing much below 30 for a long time, probably for most of this current year, so we're talking nearly three weeks worth of very hot weather it combined with Sydney's notorious humidity and I thought oh, I don't, I'm not relishing the idea of coming into the city and being hot and uncomfortable having travelled on the train and those sorts of things so thinking about what to wear determining what to wear and got down to the shoe part of the equation and shoes are a bit of a, a thing for me I do love my shoes but I knew that I'd be doing a little bit of walking through the city and of course it had to relate to the actual outfit that I was wearing. So there were two pairs of shoes that I could consider. One were enclosed shoes and one were a thong type sandal. And last night I thought, mm, can't wear the thongs. Going to the city, no, I'm serious, going to the city, can't wear the thongs. And then probably half an hour later I looked at them again and said, oh, they could have back to them. So theoretically they're sandals, they're not actually thongs. And then I looked at the enclosed ones and thought, no, they're just going to be too hot and they're not quite the right colour and we don't want to be doing the clashing thing and don't want people to question my judgement in matching my attire. So <laughs> she's laughing. I'm going to die with never. <laughs> yes. So all of that thought process. So I left it, didn't think about it, got up this morning early and thought, no, going to wear the thong slash sandals and be comfortable in what I've got. And at that point, I'd made the decision, it was passed. I didn't think about it again. Got into the city, nice, comfortable travel time, into the city and having my little country wander around. And I start to notice that I'm being assessed by the shopkeepers as I walk through the, the city retail area. And they're doing the whole complete head to toe and up again and I thought is, is there something wrong with, with what I've got on is it is it mismatched is it in some ways have I not tucked in a bit or is something hanging out or all those things that you, you worry about in terms of the the finish of your physical appearance but there was no interaction with people until I got to Hyde Park which is the, you know, the big park in Sydney for those of you who know it I'm walking through that area taking photos and one of the homeless people that was in the park, a young fellow, came up to me and he said, bright, happy, smiling, he said, I just love the way you look. The whole outfit, the whole thing is just, it's just outstanding. 
I was tickled, as, as you always are, when someone appreciates the effort that you've gone to to prepare yourself well. And I thanked him, and we nodded to one another, and he went on his way, and I went on mine. It occurred to me as I walked away that what a, an enormous step he had taken in that interaction, in speaking to me that way, and, and I hoped that he would have enjoyed the interaction in the same way because it, it felt to me like it might be his only human interaction that he had in the day. Whilst that is distressing in one way, I have to look at the fact that he had it and he had it with me and I smiled and we joked and, and we moved on to our uh, other activities. Not a minute later, I saw a woman walking towards me who was obviously on her way to work and she had the obligatory coffee cup in her hand, her travel mug, and she was sitting at that and, and it was definitely a scowl and she scowled the whole way towards me, quite some distance, probably about 20 metres. And I, I was eyeballing it the whole way because I thought, no, this is my challenge. Having had that interaction, I'm just going to see because this was the other end of the spectrum. Self-important, obviously very busy with her life, but not an inch of a smile or pleasure or relaxation anywhere on the dial. And so got to almost level and I smiled and nodded to her and the scowl deepened and I thought, ooh, that's not good. So as she passed, I said, hey, I'm good, thanks, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Have a good day. And I didn't look back because I thought, no, that was just me being silly. But it's interesting, the diversity of reaction. And, and I'll put up a photo of what I had on today because it is startling in some fashion. But you know, my hair is like this all the time. And I do find that wherever I go, there is always some comment made. And I can pick the ages, the demographic of people who will make a comment. And, and that to me is interesting as well. I forget that my hair is like this. It's been like this for well over 10 years. And I had it done this way for a particular reason to start with. And now it is just me. It's just the way people recognise me around the world. And I don't think I could change it now without some degree of angst from all of the people who look for the hair first before they know I'm at any particular function. But I do forget that it's like that. And so I'll see people do a double take. And I, I do the same thing I did today. I do the, the worry about is something hanging out. Have I forgotten something? Have I got food on the, the front of my clothes? Whatever it is. And then I'll realise it's the hair. And often... If they don't interact with me and I'll just smile and say, it's the hair, isn't it? Well, then they'll open up and they'll yeah. talk. But for some, it's, that's just a bridge too far. They can't take that step. The basis of, of my monologue for this period of time, and it's probably a record, I'm looking at the time thinking, she hasn't been able to say anything for seven and a half minutes. We are in for a treat shortly. And it's not going to last much longer. Yep. But the... <laughs> The gist of it is that we, we are judged on our appearance, but we can make a difference with our appearance as well. We can make a difference in ways that we don't anticipate when we first set out to, to put on an appearance for the day. You yes. may speak. <laughs> Thank you. 
Actually, yes, it's good that Kim offered to put a photo because even me describing it wouldn't do it justice. I think it, the interaction with the homeless person, to me, being in the city all the time, that is a big deal. The person you brought up their day, and I think sometimes we forget, we know that our words can make a difference, our actions can make a difference, good and bad, but we don't often think about our appearance making a difference, and I think it, it, is, it is good to know that, to know that if I look happy and bright, it might brighten somebody's day up. On the other hand, in these two extreme examples that you gave us, Kim, I, I think we should also remember that with some people, they will growl no matter what. And that's nothing to do with you or the way you present it. It's to do with their state of mind or whatever their experience is. But if we do make the effort to keep in mind what we say, what we do, how we say it, how we do it, how we present ourselves from our hairdo to our feet. Thongs <laughs> um, or not. Thongs or not. Um, they're not, they're sandals. No, and they, they're actually very dressy. They're blingy. Blingy. And one of the things that I've always been told when I was little, you can always make a difference, no matter how young or old you are, no matter how rich or poor you are, to make someone else happy, all you have to do is smile, genuinely smile. And I thought, well, you know, it sounded a bit funny at the time, but, you know, when you're walking past and you, you people look at you and don't have to smile, but you have a happy face rather than a sour face, it does make a difference. It's interesting that you say that about brightening someone's day because what occurred to me then is that when I do get the train, there are obviously regulars who get the train at that time of the morning so they all know one another on the platform. And there is a person who comes past each time I do get the train and she'll stop and she says, oh, you brighten my day every time yeah. I see you here. See? It's just the hair. Yeah. And that's the only interaction we have. And then she'll walk on to her spot on the platform because, as you know, anyone who gets long-distance trains, <laughs> everyone stands on their spot on the platform to get their seat in the carriage that they're travelling in. Yeah. I think I'd just like to sum up by saying each and every one of us makes a difference. Mm. You make a difference. What sort of a difference you want to make is up to you. Yes. And yes. Kim, you choose to brighten up our day and you do it well every time. It's just a natural talent. What can I say? <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there on that high note, for me anyway. <laughs> and I will put the photo up. I am Kim Bailey. She's Pauliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. <laughs>